Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Last week, neither of us started. Today, we both went to start. All right, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. Welcome to the COB. I'm Juliette Sali. Oh, and I'm sometimes Danny Okuye. <laughs> okay, let's check in and see how our local market has traded today because, gosh, Jules, didn't we have a great lead from Wall Street? We did indeed. And uh, a really good day on the overall market. We're at 1.3% on the SIBO 200. The ASX 200 it's also having a good session. Yeah, so 7,102 points, which is a very solid session indeed. Yeah, up almost actually 100 points. So we'll definitely take that because the Aussie market sometimes has not been following the Wall Street Mm. lead. But let's uh, have a quick check in in terms of our three themes for today. And of course, you have to say the first one, Jules, this is your favourite. Well, I just thought it was good. I know you said it happened nine months ago, but the inflation (laughs) fever has broken according to a key US Economist on the back of that cooler than anticipated October CPI in the US. Uh, we know that it was fuel, fuel costs falling, you know, offsetting some of those rental pressures. But it really does see potentially when you look at what uh, the bond yield, uh, bond yields, excuse me, have done, that uh, investors are really pricing in that the Fed is done now with rate yeah, hikes. Yeah, it, it certainly looks that way. I'd hazard a guess that there was lots of uh, algos going full speed and also some short covering going on in the bond vigilantes getting their their fingernails singed off but (laughs) nevertheless we will take that and at home we had the wages uh, data look um, in all honesty it came in pretty much as expected Mm. those minimum wage price increases coming through in that wages data and but it does look to some commentators speaking to Baron Joey that they feel that this is probably the peak in terms of the wage price index here in Australia yeah I think it was interesting too I was drilling into some of the data with Stephen Miller earlier from GSFM, um, it wasn't just what we were expecting with some of those minimum wages, those aged care workers, but also individuals uh, asking for more money, I guess, Mm -hmm. in this light of higher interest rate environment, you've got higher mortgage payments. And that was sort of a bit of an anomaly too. So what does that all mean for the RBA? And uh, you've been focusing on some lithium MA. Well, I just thought it was quite interesting that we've seen um, the price or the share prices really bounce high today. I was doing the read about Alchem, which is doing that big MA, and it's going to be the third largest lithium producer in the world after Albemarle and the big Argentinian, I think it is, a supply 
why I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, we're going to see a lot more activity in this space. We've obviously had the Lion Town acquisition from Albemarle. Gina put a stop to that. But nevertheless, um, they were really bombed out the lithium stocks. And it doesn't take much to get them moving. And of course, why they were moving today was because all the renewable energy space was also running off the back of those lower perception of lower yields or lower yields, lower interest rates, because it's a very interest rate sensitive sector. Well, let's speak about interest rate sensitive sectors and have a look at the REITs. They were the best performing sector by 4.9% on the ASX 200. Mm. But we're also looking at lithium. Yeah, let's have a look at lithium. And as we can see, uh, green across the screen on that one, but they were heavily sold off. And let's have a look at the REITs because as Jill said, very, very strong today, particularly at Charter Hall, up by 9.7%. And uh, that is pretty much replicating what you saw over in the United States as well. Yeah, having a look at the the tech space as well, WiseTech Global there up 5.5%, Block up by 4.7%. In fact, 10 of the 11 sectors higher today, also a big boost coming through from metals and mining. Yeah, that iron ore price continuing to move higher and it looks like that China data that came out a bit earlier. 2514, yeah. Yeah, well, the the, the iron ore price, I didn't, I mean, it was up another 2% today. So it must be up around, uh, you know, past, well, it was past 100 $27 a tonne. So for the likes of uh, Fortescue, you know, they really do benefit. So mm. uh, yeah, very, very strong across that sector. But let's have a quick look at some of the corporate stories because Flight Center had their AGM today and uh, total first quarter transaction value is up by 20%. And the company just noting margin improvements led to a strong first quarter profit uplift. And they've given guidance uh, for full year 24 pre-tax profits of around 270 to 310 million a range with improving airline capacity but market turning its nose down uh, flight center off by three and a half percent you can't please everyone all the time all right to new farm that was a front runner today uh, the md and ceo greg hunt saying global conditions were more challenging in full year 23 underlying earnings also fell down two percent on the year to 438 million dollars but it was the guidance for new farm that saw its shares up eight percent Okay, and stock of the day was a flight centre with Andrew Violent and from DP Wealth Advisory and Sean Cartwright from Anadara Asset Management. Always a little bit torn on this one because the CEO is an ex-Toowoomba boy, so obviously it sort of you know goes up the, the rankings purely on that basis alone. Graham Turner, the former vet, before he started uh, running those buses around uh, Europe and, and London, of course. But it, it's obviously um, hostage to what occurred with the pandemic and, uh, you know, it's bouncing back. But as you also pointed out at the AGM today, they were still talking about uh, capacity constraints, uh, in particular from Australia back to Europe through the Middle East. Um, so that's certainly a, a bit of a concern and whether that's going to sort of abate. And obviously, again, coming back to your comments before relating to travel and, uh, and you know, certainly, if I can put it so delicately, the more mature people are able to afford to travel. But, you know, with 12 or 13 interest rate rises, that certainly puts that discretionary spend out of most people's um, sites as such. So I, I guess we've always been pretty cautious on these sort of travel-like companies, Corporate travel is another one that we've been pretty cautious on as well. 
I note consensus is about 24 bucks. They're trading at around 19 at the moment, but certainly I wouldn't be viewing these as cheap. Uh, you know, you're paying, being asked to pay a P of around 20 times earnings. So even though consensus looks okay, it's probably not the right sort of sector relating to what's going on with consumer discretionary spending. Note the price is under a bit of pressure today because, as you said, they basically just met midway of consensus. So on balance, Andrew, I think it is a hold. In their presentation today, uh, the wording was, uh, I think they've played around with some wording and they were talking about improving margins. I don't know that their margins have improved. Um, I think that the average sale um, has increased significantly and their margins are relatively consistent. Um, I think that as capacity comes in, we've all heard what happened, um, oh, the, the blow up with Qantas and Qatar and the government block, apparently blocking um, additional routes. Eventually, there will be additional capacity added to our network and that will bring um, a reduction in travel costs. Um, I travel regularly and it is absurd at the moment the amount of money it costs to fly out of this country um, and come back and there just aren't any seats. You have to plan ahead, um, otherwise you can you can miss out. So I'm a hold at best. Um, I actually think that they'll probably struggle and I see a little bit of downside here. So. Uh, I'm certainly not a buy. I'd be a hold to maybe even a sell or lightning of your position if you've already got some. All right. Welcome to the COB, Carl Rodder from Capital.com. Carl, a lot to talk about with the US inflation, our own wage price index and the China data. But I wanted to start with your thoughts on that inflation data and particularly the rally in bonds we saw, which was, I think, the most significant since March. Yeah, it was an absolutely massive move. I mean, 20 uh, basis points or uh, 20 points basically right across the two to the 10 years um, and all but pricing out any further rate hikes from the Fed, which, you know, seems to be a fairly big reaction to what was a fairly modest uh, downside surprise in the figure. Of course, uh, 4% is a great number. It's the lowest level that we've had uh, in terms of the core inflation rate in the United States since August 2021. But by the same token, it's still twice the Fed's uh, uh, target of, of 2% albeit, of course, it's uh, the, the, the CPI figures isn't the Fed's chosen inflation gauge when it comes to sort of tracking, uh, of course, where it is on its way to target. So nevertheless, it was a huge move. I'd, I'd be interested to see, of course, if it does follow through over the next few days, because, you know, we saw the Aussie dollar up by sort of 2% last night. Um, you know, we've got the uh, the NASDAQ up by more than 2% as well, and, and a very broad-based rally across the Asian region, region too. So, I mean, there's it stands to reason that we get this kind of rally, but potentially even carrying through into the end of the year. It's that kind of mechanical thing that happens when bond yields fall and, you know, maybe a little bit of momentum starts to, to, to catch us going into Christmas as we price out that, you know, final hike of, of the cycle. But nevertheless, um, again, it's a very enthusiastic response to what was a good number, but one that certainly doesn't put the nail in the coffin of, of rate, rate hikes and certainly doesn't suggest that, you know, we'll be getting the sort of anywhere between 50 to 100 basis points of cuts that are currently being employed applied um, by uh, the uh, futures markets in the United States by the end of 2024. Kyle, China, some data out of there that uh, apparently was a little bit better than expected. How did you read it? 
I thought it was better than expected. I mean, it was probably a mixed prints overall. I mean, um, the, the the property investment side of things is still very concerning, was lower than expected and continues to show some of the malaise uh, that uh, is affecting that part of the economy. Um, these numbers aren't updated for today, but you get the sense of sort of where we are very vaguely in terms of the cycle at the moment, where there is the hopes that back in August, we did see a trough in economic activity and we're slowly coming out of it. Uh, the, 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 the big number today was those retail sales figures, 7.9%, expectations were for 7%. And it was a jump from 5% or 5 point something percent uh, a month earlier, which suggests, you know, that maybe the animal spirits are starting to um, stir just a little bit amongst Chinese households. You know, the um, addition to that too is, of course, uh, this afternoon or, or perhaps earlier today, we had uh, the PBOC injecting uh, effectively the largest amount of liquidity into the uh, financial system uh, in the past seven, seven years or so, of course, to try and support the um, uh, fiscal stimulus measures in which the um, the government is trying to embark upon and, you know, obviously sort of basically deficit spent uh, the, the way into, I, I suppose, uh, towards towards the, uh, the 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 country's um, five percent growth target there so I mean overall it was a it was a good um, good figure um, whether it'll sort of again stoke a sustained rebound in, in Chinese equities I'm a little bit skeptical because I don't think we're just dealing with cyclical issues here uh, but nevertheless you know the proof is in the pudding the the moves last night in, in rates in the United States combined with some okay uh, China data and some of those actions from the PBOC supporting um, the broader region today. Uh, Kyle, we were looking at the wage price index and of course some of that was very much factored in with the increase in some of those aged care workers' salaries. But uh, I was talking to one analyst who was saying some of the anomalies could have been from individual paychecks, uh, people sort of batting in for higher costs. I mean, you've changed jobs in the last survey. Tell us your thoughts on the wage price index. <laughs> oh yeah, we're booming. We're absolutely booming, Julia. It's, um, it's party time. No. Um, yeah, it's from the forecasts that I've seen. Um, this is basically the best of it when it comes to this cycle of wage uh, wage prices uh, or the wage growth. So, I mean, I think the market reaction here was fairly mooted on the basis that okay, we're at four percent now. It's the highest level of wage growth we've seen in fourteen years or so, and you know that quarterly number, as I understand it too, was a sort of a record jump. Um, but it's going to sort of subside here a little bit, and this is probably you know with a tight labour market, a labour market that's starting to to loosen with the support of those sort. Of like uh, of those institutional factors as well of just the the, the uplift from the, the minimum wage decision, it's it's not going to to necessarily get um, all that much uh, stronger here in terms of wage growth for, for Australians from from here on in. So it would seem that um, the inflationary pressures of, of wages is going to be fairly modest from from here on in. It's probably not going to require at least on the basis of this number alone um, any sort of further hawkishness from from the RBA. And uh, indeed, I mean if you sort of spoke to any employer or, or, or anyone, uh, especially I suppose uh, in the fairly socially mobile um, demographic that I um, tend, tend to be in and, and obviously uh, fairly uh, mobile in terms of labour market activity uh, demographic that I seem to be in. A lot of people got a lot of uh, decent uh, pay rises over the last few years, but as I understand it, uh, that certainly stopped. You know, there are wage freezes everywhere and, and people are feeling perhaps not so secure in their, in their jobs to start uh, sort of bartering with their employees anymore. So it would seem that this is the peak in the cycle for wages. That's certainly what economists are expecting. And again, I think that's why the markets were, you know, fairly um, uh, shrugged off more or less the, the, the wage data that we got today. Kyle, is that a sneaky tash I can see growing? 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's funny. Since the age of about 11 is the only place I could grow facial hair. And at that age, I thought it was in for a full beard by 15 or 16, but it never actually grew. So this is only about 24 hours of growth, but it's as good as it's going to get because I've tried to do it. And again, I look like uh, rather than a market analyst, I should be working at the drive through at McDonald's as a, as a teenager at the end of their sort of high school work day. Um, rather than, uh, yeah, Fair what I'm enough. Doing. So, so no, no Movember for you then. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Julia. Okay, that was Kyle Arado from Capital.com. All right, let's have a look at the after-close leaders and laggards kicking it off with the market leaders on an up day. I mean, New Farm uh, really, I think, is the top one there. Up 8.7%, uh, Resolute Mining up by 8.7%. Not sure what we've got with a couple of those stocks. We might check Let's out the laggards. Move along, have a look at the laggards. Uh, computer share, okay, trading update there at the AGM, off by 5.5%, QBE off by 4 uh, Ditto for Flight Centre, AGM, I think IPH might have been the same. So all off by 4 or close to just over 35 and I can just quickly tell you the yeah. top two stocks were actually Centuria Capital Group yeah. up 11.5% and Charter Hall, which was up almost 10%. Yeah. Okay, having a look at the small cap end of town in terms of leaders and laggards as well. Atlantic Lithium, look at that, up 45.5%. You were talking about all those moves in Lithium. Gallon up by 18%. Bougainville Copper up 16%. So some big moves in the small caps. Absolutely. And let's check out the laggards in the small cap space and see what is going on there. Uh, right, 3P Learning, ooh, off 20%, EBR Systems or Fee, uh, 15%, oh, one step, all oh, the bamboo underwear's not doing so well, down <laughs> by 14 And Arizona Lithium did not find the love uh, that the other stocks did, and that is off by almost 12%. Still not sure how I feel about bamboo underwear. <clears throat> well, I can tell you the gentlemen in my household all have step one and attest to it being a fabulous product. Okay, so there I'll you go. Try it. All right, what is happening overnight? And we have a Target Q3 earnings report and we also have quite important call PPI and retail sales, particularly retail sales for the US. And we've got Fed Governor Michelle, Michael Barr is testifying, more Fed speakers. Over in the UK, we have the CPI and in Europe, industrial production and a trade balance. And then tomorrow we've got a raft of uh, AGMs coming through. Uh, News Corp, A2 Milk, Grain Corp comes through with its full year results. Sonic Healthcare, REA Group holding AGMs. And I think if we flip the page, there's even more companies uh, that have AGMs. So Mervat Group, Seven Group, Mineral Resources, whoops, typo there, Charter Hall and Northern Star Resources. So big day of AGMs. Yeah, and also we obviously have that uh, labour employment mm. data out tomorrow here in Australia. And uh, yeah, we'll also be keeping a close watch on Target in the US as the retail hands down well, three quarter numbers. You know what else is tomorrow is small caps, big ideas. So just in case you haven't already registered for that, you can do so. Uh, we have, of course, the registration's open for our next virtual investor event, Small Caps Big Ideas. It's back for 2023. It will be bigger, better and faster. And if you weren't a subscriber in previous years, we bring together 10 of Australia's leading small cap fund managers to each present one high conviction idea. And this year we're throwing in a fast and furious, I like the sound of fast and furious, <laughs> special edition of the call featuring microcaps chosen by you. And does that mean Nadine just talks really, really quickly? <laughs> Register to watch live or on demand at osbeers.co slash smallcaps23. That is osbeers slash smallcaps23 and my I was remiss I should say we need to keep you updated on the markets now that it has officially closed 
Yeah, there we go. The SIBO 200 up by 1.28%. And I had the ASX 200 up almost 100 points, 99 points, one spot 42%, 7,105. That is a new 20-day high for the ASX 200. 20-day high. Oh, well, that is exciting. Let's see if we can break out of all of those. Anyway, we had some great interviews today. So you can all catch up with those interviews on our website. And uh, Jules, I won't be here tomorrow but you'll be oh, here bright and early. I'm going to text you so you don't miss us too much. Exactly. Keep you updated. Exactly. Right. Andrew and I will see you. And Nadine, of course, hosting the Small Caps Big Ideas event. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night.